Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of Geek Wave. And normally, I'd try to do them every week, but this one, I was like, oh, let's just do an impromptu one. We'll just bring up a few things. I made a couple of notes I want to talk about, a couple of things I want to touch base on in terms of this topic, so I think we could just talk about it really fast. And our main topic, for those of you who have never seen this show, we normally do news, but we don't have any news because we just did it all this week anyways, so our main topic today... How to make a Superman movie. I figured this could be a really fun discussion we could have, and in the comments you guys could chime in what you'd like to see in a Superman movie. Maybe what you wouldn't like to see. Maybe some things you want to do with a Superman property yourself. I think that's really fun stuff to talk about. So, we'll jump into it. And of course, we always like to start off by saying, this is the low-budget show. It's the show so low it has no budget. So, thank you guys for tuning into the Geek Wave. Let's just jump into it, okay? Let's just do it. So, of course, all of this came about because Warner Brothers kind of put out a statement, and I think some, not of not the best company or website or article place, not the most reliable site at least, uh, they, they kind of ran with it, and it's just like, Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with Superman in today's time because he's too something or something, and it's like, what? How, how, how the heck does Warner Brothers not know what to do? with Superman in today's climate. How is that such a challenge or something to grasp? It seems like they aren't confident in having the character in positive light. Like we know we know people have been clamoring for the Zack Snyder stuff, but that isn't always who Superman is. Like we can do more than just what Zack Snyder wants to do with the character. We can take him in different ways. I mean it's not hard. It's really not. Like it's not it's not a hard thing to adapt. Any comic book reader or writer or fan can tell you themselves. Making a good Superman movie isn't that complicated. There's been so many templates for this character. You could easily just adapt a certain comic book. Or you could literally just take beats that make sense for the character. It's not a challenge, especially in today's climate. How do you think this would be hard? How? And you know, that makes me wonder... Who did Warner Brothers talk to? Did they like to pick some guy off the street who doesn't know who the character is or doesn't know anything? Or maybe it's an executive or a producer or just somebody over at Warner Brothers who's like, you know, the, I don't understand the character. Like, he's so strong. How do you make that relatable? Okay. <laughs> like, uh, like, shut up. He's very relatable. And we'll go on a little, like a little rant right now, Okay. I got into an argument with my friend a while back, a couple years now, I think, and we were arguing because he wasn't a fan of Superman and didn't understand the character. He said he's too overpowered, he's only good when he is in, like, in Injustice or Red Sun, and I don't even think he's read Red Sun, so I don't know why he was bringing that up, but it's just, he's too overpowered. First off, no Superman is not overpowered. If you have the right creative team, the character's not overpowered because he is used in a way that doesn't amplify his powers. It's used in a way that shows what his powers can do. Like, if you were just, like, a terrible writer, like, Superman could literally throw a mountain into a river and cause an avalanche and kill millions of people. Yeah, that's what you could do. But if it's like, hey, he is constantly trying to restrain himself from using all of his power then that's a really relatable and human way to make that character likable. And I was just trying to get this point across to my friend. Like, you know, it's not about how powerful he is. It's what he does with that power. It's the f 
fucking term from Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. It's literally Superman 2. You have to have Superman kind of restrain himself in order to be likable and relatable. And it's just not that the power is the bad thing about him. It's the power is just one part of him. He has to learn how to control that power. And that's the whole story of Superman is knowing when to use that power and how to use it and what to use it for. And does all the good things. He uses it all for good. And that's the point of Superman. And I've always been trying to get that across to this one friend, but he never understands that because he just sees he's he's an idiot. I mean, I'll say it now. He's an idiot. So anyone who thinks Superman isn't relatable is so wrong. He is the he is like the world's underdog. He is relatable in so many ways. And I don't understand why people always think that, you know? Like his strength, it's its a big part of his character, but it's like the one thing that grounds him. It's that struggle and always being in control of himself, and that's both empowering and it makes you uplifted and feel great, and it's also relatable, especially maybe if you have a short temper, maybe if you are just out of your element situations and you feel like you're losing control of yourself. It's that struggle to maintain balance in yourself and in the world around you just to keep it in a positive place, and I think that is such a great story to tell. I don't understand how... Warner Brothers doesn't see that. Like, how come they aren't getting that vibe from this character? It's not complex. It's not complex. And in today's time, you want to bring up today's time how Superman wouldn't work? Superman's, like, the one thing Superman does is fight for the little guy. He fights for the truth and for justice and for hope and for honor. All those things are so much more prevalent now than they have been in a long time. Look at the way the world has shifted just this year alone. You're telling me a Superman movie that comes out in August and he's holding up for the little guy, defending those who need to be defended, helping lift up the spirits of people. Are you kidding me? That is the movie we need today. We don't need Zack Snyder's Justice League today. We need a positive, uplifting Superman movie that inspires hope and feeling and makes you just feel good about the world and yourself and how to be a better person because of it. That is what we need today. And who in their right mind would think that's not what we need today? Because it's just too what? Too bleak? Yeah, that's what Superman does. He makes things better. He's going to make it positive and brighter, and you're going to feel a lot better seeing it. It works now more than ever. The man is an icon for a reason. He's what we should strive to be and what we need to be in a society today. He fights for equality, for just, especially in so many like things like journalism. The guy's a journalist. There's another angle. It freaking works today more than it has ever, I would say, ever. Like, the, the story of Superman is so prevalent today. We'll get into it a little bit more here with certain characters in his world. But man, how how can anybody at Warner Brothers honestly say that character's journey, the alien coming to Earth, fighting for hope and justice, and the American dream doesn't work today? It's insanity. It is so insane to me that anybody would think it doesn't work. It literally, it it irritates me to no end when people just don't understand. You can do a good Superman movie. You could tell a good Superman story that doesn't need to be dark and bleak. And you know why it works if the character's dark and bleak? It's because we have the positive ray of sunshine that is the normal Superman. That's why things like Injustice, it's why things like Red Sun work so well, because when we take the characters to those dark areas, it's believable because of how good he is as the hero when he's the villain. It's terrifying and heartbreaking to see. 
and shut up on that stuff. Like, it's not going to work today. Look at Captain America, a character who's probably an even bigger joke than Superman. Captain America is this campy guy from the 40s who fights Nazis, and we made him into a billion-dollar franchise leader. You know, if we did that angle of Superman, I'm not even saying, like, oh, we have to, like, depower him a little bit and make him, like, Captain America, but you go in that route. He's fighting the people who helped him, like S.H.I.E.L.D. He's fighting that for the right thing to do, because that's what it is. It's the right thing to do. And Captain America get dark sometimes. It definitely can. It's some of the darker stuff in the MCU. And you're telling me that can work, but Superman can't? No. No, 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 my friend. No, no, no. Superman works just as well as Captain America. Or even more. So let's just talk a little bit about the history of some of the movies, what I like, what I don't like, or what I think should be implemented in how to make a movie now. I really love the Christopher Reeve original movie. Like, that is one of my favorite movies. And it's like the first time I saw Superman and I'm like, oh, I get it. Because, like, I wasn't reading comic books all the time, and when I was watching the movie, I'm like, it's cute, but then I was like, oh, I, no, I, I get it now. Like, I've always known who Clark Kent and Lois Lane and the Daily Planet and Lex Luthor, I always knew about all that stuff. But it's in that moment, watching that movie for the first time, I was like, yes, I know what Superman is, I understand what it has to be. While some aspects of the movie are kind of dated in terms of, you know, storytelling and technology, I think it still holds up, and it's really fun today, and you guys should really watch it. If you're just coming out of here... Not seeing those Christopher Reeve movies, I think you should go back and watch them. They're not all great. They get progressively worse, arguably. But that first one, I think it holds up really well, and it's really fun. It's going to put a smile on your face at the very least. And, you know, there's been a lot of movies. I mean, I can't even remember if I've seen the Brandon Ralph one, but Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel. I, I do. I think it's a pretty interesting film. But where that movie missed the mark was showing the humanity of Clark Kent, you know? And I get that the point of BVS was to show him being the good guy, and I get that. But it's, it's your first movie with Superman. You gotta make it less dark and intense. And you can do that in the sequel, because that makes sense. But it's, you're showing Superman for the first time to a new audience. This is a lot of people's first Superman movie. Make him a little happier. Make him a little friendlier. Don't make him this, like off-putting alienated guy who sucks because he did i love cavill i think he did great in the role but something about that just didn't seem like superman and it felt more like we're trying to tell a story about an alien through superman's perspective and being that powerful guy that's not the point we all know who the character is this symbol right here is one of the most iconic symbols in all of the world you know everyone knows who he is so you don't have to do that. And yeah, I don't know. Man of Steel was okay. We're probably not going to talk a lot more about BVS or Justice League or Man of Steel. We might come back and talk about a few things, but it doesn't matter. So I want to make this clear, okay? Just to be clear, the the stuff I'm about to talk about is not me pitching you guys a movie. I mean, I could probably write a script, and we'll get to that in a bit here. I could maybe write a script for... Superman movie, but these are just things I think need to be implemented into a movie, into a script, into everything that makes it feel like it could be a Superman movie, you know? Those are the things that are important to me. So here's what we're going to be talking about. Here are some, I got a couple of notes here, a couple of pinpoints that I think these are things that should be implemented to make a Superman movie feel like a Superman movie and have the heart and energy that it so rightfully deserves.
First one being, we need the lessons of Pa Kent, okay? You know, John Kent should be the reason Clark is who he is, how he acts, how he thinks, how he is rational in those ways, because the core belief system comes from Pa Kent. That that has always been the case or not. And I'm not saying, oh, he needs to be alive to, like, give these lessons to Clark. It could just be something as simple as if if, uh, Pa Kent's dead in this, for instance, you know, it's like, just like my pa always said, you have to fight for what's right no matter the odds. You know, you have to do these things because it's what's right. And it always is about that. It's like Uncle Ben. And it's why I don't like some of the modern Spider-Mans. You are missing the core belief of that character in that the great power, great responsibility thing. You didn't see where the lessons came from with Peter Parker. He learns them on his own. But if you get that core belief system from a Jonathan Kent, from an Uncle Ben, you understand where this character is already thinking, and the arc becomes more emotional because they're trying to, like, live up to their father figure and be like their father, which is way more interesting than just having him be like, I couldn't save my dad, now I gotta save everyone. And that's a good angle, too. That's a great angle, it's a very comic bookish angle, but you should add a little bit more in there just to make it a little more fun, and having the lessons of Paul Kent fighting for what's right, fighting for hope, giving the truth what it deserves, that is important. And this one, put a smile on his face, or, you know, make him a little dopey. I mean, the dopey, goofy, just kind of silly in a way, you know? Clark should be a beacon of positive vibes. He should just be chill and, like, fun and relax, you know? (laughs) Every action Clark makes, you should smile or blush. You should be kind of embarrassing this guy. He's a big, he's a big lug, the big boy scout. He's a little dopey, but everyone's like, we like you. You're really fun. So act it up. Play it up. You know, make Clark, when he's Clark Kent, make him the lovable dope. He's kind of tripping. He's kind of silly. But he never loses his status or composure. He's doing it on purpose, and he knows he's doing it on purpose. And some people are just like, oh, this guy, what a silly guy. Make him fun when he's Clark. That's important, too. Because you could easily just make Clark the side character in a Superman story. But the character himself is so important because that's the identity. That is the secret identity. So, of course, a guy who is so positive and happy is going to play up being a little silly. Of course he is. He's going to stumble around a bit. He's going to trip over certain things, mummer his words a bit. He's not going to be talking all that well. It's going to be really fun, and I think that's important. The character should be silly. He's goofy. He wears tights and flies around. You know, we don't have to make that dark and foreboding. We could have fun with it. He could crack a smile every now and then. He could laugh and spill coffee on himself. It's just who he is. And I think it's really important. And how about this? Show him helping the little guy. You know, maybe he's getting a cat out of a tree. He's helping an old lady cross the street. Maybe he's taking selfies with young kids. We kind of got that in the beginning of Justice League, but it just was really awkward and it wasn't very cool. You can have the big villain for him to fight. You, of course you will. You have to. It's a, it's a superhero movie. It's an action movie. You have to have the big action pieces. But you should just have those scenes too, you know? Maybe there's somebody who just needs help carrying in a bag of groceries. Maybe there's somebody that just likes him so much he just sits and talks with them. Those moments are important too. And it shows you how much respect there is for this character and how much people like him. That's called being a hero. That's what Superman stands for. So of course we got to show him being the hero, helping the little guy, those who need it. Because if he's just fighting the big monster or punching the big guy in a battle suit, he's just like everyone else. But to make him Superman, it's doing the little things and helping the little guy. And that's something that we can aspire to do as an individual. If we see Superman on the screen, he's helping an old lady cross the street. Maybe he's also carrying in her bag of groceries and she gives him a cup of tea. Let's see that. 
because then it's going to encourage us as individuals to go out in the world and respond and do those actions too. And that is very important. And one of the key lessons of Superman, one of the key lessons of Superman. So it's important. I love it. I think more than any other superhero, except maybe Spider-Man, you have to show him helping people and just doing the right thing. We saw it a bit in Spider-Man Homecoming, and I really liked it, but they kind of played it up as a joke. But you could play it up as he just wants everyone to be happy, and he's helping them. So, of course, Superman's going to do what's best for the little guy and just help them out. I think that's very important, and it's not highly regarded as something to do in these movies. So it kind of sucks. And here's another note. Make Lex Luthor super unlikable. I know this one is going to be, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but don't give him the frickin' Joker treatment where he's like, misunderstood. He is a rich, elite, Caucasian man who hates the alien. Play that shit up because Lex is always a terrible person. He always should be a terrible person. And this is important. Clark wants to change him. Clark sees Lex and he's like, I can help you be a better man for the world and yourself. You have all this influence. You have to do the right thing. Hating me is not the right thing. Clark should always want to help Lex and never give up hope helping him. That's a key belief of this too. You don't don't make Lex likable. You know, we don't have to do the Smallville thing where we give him seven seasons and slowly build up his hatred towards Clark. Make him a douchebag from day one. Make him feel like he's better than everyone, he's richer than everyone, he's smarter than everyone, because that character is so many people in the real world. Just saying, it really is. Here's another one. If you are going into space, and if this movie takes place in space, all the same rules apply. Just because it's a CGI monster or a CGI character, that doesn't mean he has to be aggressive and beat up everyone he sees. He should always be the diplomat first instead of the aggressor, and that's an important part of the character too. Even if it's just on a world where everything's made of CGI and there's green screens around them, don't beat everyone up. You should always try the diplomatic approach first. And of course, let's talk about this. The Daily Planet. And this is a really good idea too. I think the Daily Planet is a great way to show kind of how maybe the world would see Superman. Are they pro-Superman or are they anti-Superman? It's a great way to set up conflict in Clark's life, maybe with the people around him like Perry White or Jimmy Olsen. You know, just maybe Jimmy is like pro-Superman and Perry is anti-Superman. And how is Clark supposed to report on that and feel about that? It's a great way to set that up. The Daily Planet is very important in Superman mythos. I, I really do think that because the journalism is free speech. And Superman is all about giving out the truth and inspiring the next generation. So I really think you should do something great with the journalism side of it. That's very important for Superman. And this is just a little fun one we're going to throw in here for a bit. Maybe uh, maybe give Superman his son. Look, if you, want to, if you want to humanize Clark in a way he hasn't been done on screen before, give him Jonathan Kent. Give him his little son. It's a great way to like explore the lessons taught to Clark from his father. Now he's giving them to his son. It humanizes him in a way. And come on, everyone loves little Jonathan Kent. And I'm not talking about the aged-up Legion of Superheroes one. I'm talking about the little 10-year-old who's so excited to be a hero and he loves it. The TV show is doing it, so you do it too. I love Lois Lane. She is one of my favorite characters in all of comic book history. I love everything about her. She is the backbone of any good Superman story, and that is why we are devoting an entire section of this video to talking about her, because she's just that important. 
I absolutely love her. So let's just get into it a bit. Here are a few things you need to do with the lowest character. If they are married, and I got if they are married, don't make her a housewife. She should be the full-time employee. She should be the one that is still working at the Daily Planet full-time. She should be the one that isn't the domestic goddess. It should always be Clark in that regard. And that's just their whole relationship. And I'm not saying you have to make Clark a stay-at-home dad. I'm just saying Lois Lane is a journalist first. Always will be. Give her that role. And she's a great mom in the comics. I'm just saying, like, you can do both. So do that with her. But if they aren't married, get, make sure Lois has no time for Clark's like clumsiness. She is just fed up with him. She doesn't like dealing with him because he's just over the top and silly. And she just doesn't want to deal with that energy. And if she is going to be attracted to Superman like she was in a lot of the comics, don't make it because he is constantly saving her and she's the damsel in distress. Make it because of what he stands for. Because she believes he is one of the only decent people left in metropolis he is the one constant trying he's the one constant that is trying to save the world trying to do what's right and she relates to that she believes in that she thinks there's something really good there and that's why she's attracted to him not because she falls off of buildings or likes luther's dropping her from stuff you know that's that's gonna happen but that shouldn't be why she likes him because that's basic it should be because what I said earlier. No, I mean, yes, of course, what I said earlier, but because it's what Superman stands for. It's what he does. It's his actions, not because she's always a damsel. And you should give Clark a huge crush on Lois Lane. He is like always being like, hey, Lois, we should go get coffee sometime. Hey, Lois, we should, uh, you know, hang out. I really like you, Lois. Let's go dancing or something. She's like, and she should be arrogant about it. I really do think Lois should be an arrogant character. She's the one who has to take charge of any room she's in and always be right. And that is because that is who she is. Lois Lane should always be right in every situation. That's who she is as a character. You could, Don't even bring it up to me, okay? Don't at me on it, because that's what she is. She is the one who deserves... Any character in the entire DC Universe deserves to be mean to you. It's Lois Lane, because that's just the gumption and balls she has. Okay, that is what she does. And we'll bring this up to you. I wrote a short film called Date Night. And it's it's just a little script. It's like, I think, eight pages. And what it is, it's the first date of Lois and Clark. And what it's pretty much just like, oh, Clark's being a little silly. And Lois is starting to see through some of the cracks because Clark's letting his guard down. And I just, I wanted to bring it up because it's just a, like a fun little thing. I think shows you kind of how their relationship should be. Lois should always be in charge. Clark's just a little silly and over the top. And she's like, oh, okay, whatever. But she does figure out that he is Superman in that little film. So if you guys want to uh, read the script I wrote for Date Night, you can check it out on my Patreon. And you could read the whole thing there. Or you could check it out on my Twitter. The links to all those will be in the description below. It's just kind of cute and fun. And I think a lot of people might enjoy it. It's just a fun little read to get you interested in Superman stuff. So it's kind of fun. Now, there's obviously more to the movie than what I said, but that's pretty what, but that is pretty much what the basis should be. He is the champion for the little guy. He's fighting for the world of tomorrow, and he's a moral compass unlike anything before him. He is the definition of a superhero. He is the reason everything we love exists in terms of comic books. It's true. So let's just, uh, we'll briefly talk about what to expect, maybe we could, or what we could do for the movie in terms of casting or characters or directing and that kind of stuff. 
I like Henry Cavill. I think now more than ever he should come back because he's he's a bigger name than he's ever been. Look at The Witcher. Look at Mission Impossible. The guy's a great name, and he'd be a great guy to get back. But do we want everyone in his supporting cast? Do we want his Lex Luthor and Lois Lane? I I don't. I don't. I don't want that at all. I'd like somebody new. So if we have to do that, maybe don't keep Henry Cavill because it's going to confuse a lot more people. Who would you get then? I, I mean, I don't know any specifics, but that kid in Hollywood, that Ryan Murphy show on Netflix that plays the lead, I think his name's Jack or something in the show, he'd be cool if you're going younger. I think that would work really well, but I really like Cavill, and I think Cavill can still pull it off if we get a different team behind him. And when it comes to directing, I know a lot of people are like, oh, J.J. Abrams should do it, or Brad Bird should do it. And they're good choices, and they're obvious choices, and they'd work really well. But I'll throw you this one. David F. Sandberg, the guy who did Shazam, I think he could pull off something really cool there and do something we weren't expecting. So that's what I'm putting there, too. I think he'd be a really fun choice. And you know what? If we're getting a writer, maybe we shouldn't get Chris Terrio. History doesn't, uh, doesn't dictate that he should do it. So that's pretty much all I got for you guys in this episode of Geek Wave, and that's what we should do, and that's how we should make a Superman movie. If you agree with my points, or you don't, let me know in the comments below. I'm kind of excited to see what people think about this issue, and I'll catch you guys in the next video. As always, like and subscribe to the channel, and check me out on all the platforms that will be down below. So thank you guys for watching, have fun, good luck, stay safe. Tsunami Studios.